Billie Eilish with the theme to the brand new Bond film, No Time to Die. The film with its UK debut last night. And it's not only the latest film in the franchise, it is also the last time for star Daniel Craig playing 007. And for more, we're joined now by movie critic Peter Howell, who joins us here on Global News Radio. Peter, good afternoon. How are you doing, Jeff? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Uh, I want to start with some of the buzz from uh, last night, Royal Albert Hall and the big debut for uh, No Time to Die. Uh, the film delayed for a year because of the pandemic. And many uh, today, Peter, saying that uh, it was worth the wait. Yeah, I, I can see why people would say that. I mean, it, it, um, it's it's not a perfect James Bond film. I saw it yesterday at a press screening. Um, it's it's the longest Bond film ever, and um, you can see where they where they could have cut it, but you can also see why they decided not to because you know it's Daniel Craig's last time as James Bond. Yeah, is it too long? I mean, it's two hours and forty five minutes the runtime. I understand. Yeah, I think two forty three is the exact time. It's the yeah, it's even longer than Spectre. And Spectre, the previous film, was the longest one before that. I, I think it's a good half hour too long. But I've talked to a friend who, who could have watched another hour of it. So um, you know, I think it has a lot to do with um, if you really love Daniel Craig, which I do. I think he's great. I, think, I know it sounds obvious to say this. But he is the movie. The movie's about him as much as it is about James Bond. I mean, there's a whole range of acting that he has on display here. I've always had a lot of admiration for him as an actor, but I think that really comes through. Um, the plot, I have a lot of problems with, but I have no problems with Daniel Craig in, in this you know, in this final outing for him. Yeah, this is the last film for uh, Daniel Craig. How do you think he will be remembered, his tenure as James Bond? I think he's going to be remembered as a guy who brought some real depth and character to the role. I mean, most of the Bond figures before this, I think all of them really, possibly with the exception of uh, Sean Connery, were, they were just strictly seen as playboy types, you know. Um, you know, Daniel Craig, you know, when I first interviewed him with the first Casino Royale back in 2006, the director at the time, Martin Campbell, described him as the Bond who bleeds. Because you actually saw on screen that when he got hit, he got bruises, he, got, he, he bled. And that, that has carried all the way through. You know, he's, he's, um, he's, a, he's a really human guy. He's, he's superhuman in many ways, but he's also a very human guy. And I think, I think people will remember him as bringing the, the man down to earth, even though the character still remains up in the air as this kind of, um, you know, ideal man, I suppose. Yeah. First of all, I'm super jealous. You've already seen the film that you got to screen it uh, last night. I can hardly wait to uh, go. And actually, in anticipation, I was watching last night at home Casino Royale uh, once again. That is such a great film. I mean, that is kind of maybe I mean, there's a number of great 007 films, but you think that is the one that is the perfect Bond film? You know, for me, for me, it is in many ways. I mean, I love, I love the Connery Bond. I love a couple of of the other ones, but um, you know, Casino Royale was just so perfect. You know that, you know that that the, like the openers scene, the the chase scene. It, it just, uh, it just hit, checked off so many boxes and what you really like. And it also had a really, um, a really refreshing kind of sarcastic attitude about many of the tropes. You know, like when when they ask him if he wants his drink shaken, not stirred, and he says, "Do I look like I give a damn?" You know, you know that that kind yeah. But I think I think it all comes down to the individual fan. I mean, and, and whether you whether you really like Daniel Craig, whether you still remember Sean Connery, and he's your number one. So it'll be a very personal thing. But I think you and I, anyway, can agree that this his tenure will rank very highly in people's memories in years to come. Yeah, because it's not only a great performance, and it is, which you mentioned throughout uh, the films, the now five films he's done, but he really did uh, change the franchise, take it, I'm sure along with the uh, executive producers of the uh, franchise, but uh, he really did take it to a place it had to go in order to survive. Because I think people forget, Peter, back in, I guess it was 2006, when uh, Casino Royale uh, came out, Bond was really out of favor, out of fashion. 
Yeah, you know, and, and, and the sort of the bond mystique is very much out of fashion, but I think he's been able to play with that. And um, I think he's also, he's shown much more depth of character as a person, as a man, as a human being, that I think is much more in tune with the way we are now. I, I don't think it, it would be facile to dismiss the Daniel Craig Bond as just being, you know, a, an irredeemable playboy. That, that would not be an appropriate way to, to approach his character. Yeah, did Daniel Craig, do you think, did he ever get comfortable with the role and with the fame? I was also watching recently the uh, documentary Being James Bond that's just come out on uh, Apple TV. Highly recommend it to a a Bond fan if you haven't seen it. And there's a lot of talk there about uh, how he wasn't initially accepted as a Bond until uh, Casino Royale became the huge hit. And how tough it has been, uh, you know, to kind of deal with that overwhelming fame that comes with being James Bond. Well, I'm going to sound like a horrible name dropper here, but I've interviewed him several times over the years. And he's, he's refreshingly uh, down to earth about the whole thing. He says that he, he opens almost every interview by saying, I'm not James Bond. That, that was, uh, you know, he, he just wants you to know that he doesn't see himself as that. And I remember asking him once, what are you going to do if you go into a bar and a guy wants to, to have a fight with you? And he just kind of laughed at it. You know, he, 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 didn't, he didn't take the character to be his entire life. And in fact, he took a lot of interesting roles, like in Knives Out, uh, which many of your listeners would have seen. A couple of years ago, he, he played this uh, the Southern detective. And he had a lot of fun with that. So, so he did not let Bond take over his life. But I think he um, really appreciated being able to develop a character over the course of five films. He was going to hang it up after, after Spectre you know, six years ago, but they persuaded him to come back, and then he had a role in kind of shaping this final story. So um, it, all, it all comes together. All, all five of his films come together. There's links to them, and um, you know, a lot of it works. I mean, uh, it, it, I think people will be satisfied. Can I just say, as a sidebar as well, I've had one opportunity to interview Daniel Craig as well, and it was over on the uh, TV uh, show, and uh, i got to tell you just how intimidating it is when they bring you up on screen side-by-side with, with James Bond. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, yeah. this is ridiculous. What is going on here? Why, how could this be happening right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I've had moments like that. Yeah, yeah. But, but I've, I've always found Daniel to be very approachable. When I, when I talked to him, I went to New York to talk to him the first time, and nobody knew who he was. I mean, he... It, 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 any Bond fan listening should definitely see a movie called Layer Cake from, I think, 2004. Right. That was the one that got him the job. And if you see Layer Cake, it's this, British, uh, this really interesting British crime picture. See that movie, you'll see why he was chosen to be Bond and, and how that character all played all the way through in his career. So um, that, that's a fun watch. And it seems to me he is not going to be trapped by the character of James Bond. He is walking away now, but I think he's still got a career where uh, some actors uh, could be, of course, uh, typecast and now and be seen only as James Bond. Yeah, absolutely. He will not be. He, he already isn't. I mean, I, there's a Knives Out 2 coming. and I, I could actually see in years to come where people remember him for his Knives Out character as much as they do for his Bond character. So um, he's an immensely talented guy. I mean, in this particular film, there's like it's almost like an acting course in, um, in reactions to things that are happening. Like um, this, the, the things he goes through, the emotional uh, tumult he goes through, a real range of acting there, like really impressive stuff. All right, finally, let me ask you this, Peter Howell. It's the question that uh, Bond fans debate uh, time and time again. Where do you think a Daniel Craig ranks in the pantheon of James Bonds? Is he at the top for you? No, that's easy. It's number two. I mean, Sean, Sean Connery's always going to be the number one. Daniel Craig, yeah, at one point I would have said three, but he's number two for sure. Um, no problem at all. By the way, can I give a couple of advice to your listeners? You sure can. Don't go on the Internet for plot information. Please don't. And also, please, if you haven't seen Spectre yet, see Spectre. 
Yeah, because this picks up, right, where a Spectre yeah. left off, and it was six years ago. So even if you have seen it, it's maybe worth revisiting that movie yeah, this week before it opens up here in North America. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, uh, you, you'll be amazed how much that pays off. If, yeah, I saw it again myself, and it really, really helped. Okay, if that's my homework, I gladly accept, Peter. <laughs> what about you, Jeff? Who's your number two? Who's your number one? Uh, number one is Craig for me, and two is Sean Connery. But it's really right. kind of one and one A, to be honest with you. I mean, it's really tough to, to separate. Yeah. I think there's a little recency bias there because we're living in the Daniel Craig era right now, but you can't discount what Sir Sean did yeah. bringing that character to life, I think, initially. I, I could roll with that. One and one A, yeah, I could go with that. I mean, I, I love them both. I love them all, basically, but um, yeah, those, those are the two guys. All right. Peter, appreciate the time as always, and no thank you so much. Yeah, talk to you again. Bye-bye. You got it. Peter Howell, film critic on the brand new Bond film, No Time to Die. And we're back after this on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.